listening to the Issues on Appeal podcast, focusing on timely and timeless issues of appellate practice and professionalism. Here is your host, Dwayne Dyker. Thanks for joining me for episode 56, Two Space Epilogue Monologue. This show is again sponsored by Court Surety Bond Agency, the nation's leading surety agency specializing in supersedious bonds. More about CSBA later in the show. In this episode, I give what might be my concluding thoughts on the use of two spaces after a period in legal writing and my personal twist on the practice. So an epilogue is a concluding act or chapter. Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows that we have discussed many times the practice of using two spaces after the period at the end of a sentence when writing and especially legal writing. I've talked a lot about my thoughts on the subject. I'm a pro two-spacer. Hashtag Team Two-Space. In fact, I was the voice of the two-space nation in an article for the Wall Street Journal in June of 2020. But I wanted to take an opportunity to fully make my personal case for two-spaces, hopefully for the last time. Well, probably not for the last time. This seems like a debate that still has some legs. I fully understand what the doubters say. It's an antiquated convention from the days of typewriters. Yeah, so is a QWERTY keyboard. Just because it's old doesn't make it wrong. My preference for two spaces is not about tradition. It's about white space. For ease of reading. Putting a little bit more space between sentences, a little more white space, it makes writing less cluttered and it differentiates between the sentences. It creates a noticeable gap. It signals the end of one sentence and the beginning of another. Studies have shown again and again that white space increases readability. Whether you're reading on paper or reading on screens, it makes a difference. Now, the haters will say, Well, it doesn't matter anymore with proportional spacing, you antiquated idiot. Spaces aren't fixed width anymore, you tech-deficient moron. Well, that's the way it sounds to me anyway. But it does matter. Two proportional spaces are still bigger than one proportional space. I can easily see the difference. If the difference wasn't noticeable, we wouldn't be talking about this still, right? Today's show is sponsored by Court Surety Bond Agency, the nation's leading surety agency specializing in supersedious bonds. If you have a client needing to stay enforcement of a judgment in Florida or any other state or federal court, contact CSBA. Chances are you don't deal with appellate bonds on a daily basis, but when you do, it's important and it's urgent. CSBA has an extensive collection of educational and reference materials on their website, including articles like How Much Does an Appeal Bond Cost? or Using Real Estate to Secure Appeal Bonds, and even has a state-by-state guide to appeal bond requirements. But if you still have questions or just want to talk to a knowledgeable appellate bond specialist, call CSBA at 877-810-5525. Their contact information is always in the show notes, but I suggest you take an opportunity right now to add their contact information to your own contact list so you're ready the next time your client needs a court bond. CSBA is a national agency that assists with court bonds all over the United States, but has extensive experience in Florida. In addition to being a longtime sponsor of this podcast, 
CSBA is a premier sponsor of the Florida Bar's appellate practice section. The next time your client needs a supersedious bond, please give Court Surety Bond Agency a call. These folks are experts in this area. They'll guide you and your client through the process, giving you one less thing to worry about. So let's start by talking about, are we allowed to use two spaces anyway? The answer is, of course. Like many stylistic issues, there's no rule on spaces. There's no state rule. There's no federal rule. Rule 9.800, 9.210 of the Florida Rules of Appellate Procedure, they don't address spaces. The federal rules, they don't address spaces. The blue book? Nope. Silent on spaces. Now, people will say, what about MLA or APA style? Well, neither is specific to legal writing or authoritative on the topic. Now, you may recall, I had Manon Fogarty, the Grammar Girl, on the podcast. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. Manon, a grammatical and podcast hero of mine, said, well... You can listen to episode 24 if you haven't already to see what she said. Suffice to say, she was kind enough not to close the door on me on my own show. Thank you, Manon. But since the rules don't address the issue of how many spaces after a period, you and I are free to make our own personal choices within reason. Now, that being said, we are advocates. We're not writing for ourselves, so we should be concerned what the judges want. Obviously, judges have their own preferences as writers and readers, and you can't please everyone. But, in my opinion, it makes sense to err on the side of more space for those who want or need it. Judges who prefer one space won't have any issue overcoming the additional space, and those who like it or really feel like they need it will have it. And we know that judges seem to like white space. Every seminar I've been to in the last five years or so has talked about increasing white space using indents and headings and bullet lists and F-shapes. White space makes everything look less crowded and easier to read, even between sentences in a paragraph. We know that fonts keep getting bigger and more open and sort of airy. Bookman Old Style has much more openness and white space in it than Times New Roman. Are we seeing a theme here? And it's important to note that the last barrier to using more white space has been eliminated. Now in both federal and state court, we have word count limits instead of page limits. The message is, go nuts with the white space. It's free. Let's face it, judges never seem to say, pack more words onto the page. Make the text denser. The additional white space created by two spaces can only aid in readability. And it's free. There's no cost to it. Why wouldn't you do it? I will tell you that I have one personal modification that I make to the two-space rule that I think is important to readability. You know, since there's no general rule, I guess I can make the rule whatever I want it to be for my writing, right? Let's call this the Diker spacing technique. Well, no, that's probably too much. Let's just call it the two-space, one-space technique. And it goes like this. Generally speaking, after every sentence, I use two spaces before starting the next sentence. Except when the sentence is followed by a citation of some sort. Whether it's a case site or a statutory site 
or record site or even an internal C Supra type site, then I use one space between the sentence and the citation and two spaces between the end of the citation and the next sentence. This spacing convention visually ties the citation to the sentence to which the citation relates, but still separates the sentences representing different thoughts. The citation is closer to the sentence that it modifies than the spacing you see between sentences. It's a visual cue that the citation relates to the sentence and it makes it easier to tell that you're reading a cite as opposed to the start of a new sentence. I think it makes a lot of sense and it visually demonstrates the relationship between the sentence and the citation. If you're a confirmed two-spacer, I hope you'll give this two-space, one-space variation a try. Friend of the show Jack Metzler started the cleaned up citation parenthetical convention with a series of tweets that eventually reached as high as the U.S. Supreme Court. You can hear the whole story in episode 49. Maybe this podcast can help change the way two spacers space. That would be pretty cool. If you're a dedicated one spacer, well, there's no hope for you anyway. I'm sure you stopped listening a while ago. Remember, podcasts are never legal advice, and nothing that I say or my guests say should ever be interpreted as legal advice for any particular situation. But if you're a lawyer who needs the help of an appellate lawyer, I'm happy to try and help. And please consider using our sponsor, Court Surety Bond Agency, for your client's appellate bond needs. When you need a bond, you often need it quickly. CSBA's contact information is in the show notes. Please take a moment now, add it to your contacts, so that you're ready when your client needs a supersedious bond. The next episode will be out in two weeks. I hope that you will continue to download and listen. Thank you for considering this week's Issues on Appeal. 